You are on OU Live. My name is Rabbi David Pardo. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's a very special night to be joining us. I appreciate that you're spending your time with us because, as you know, at Lagba Omer, uh, a lot of us are in uh, sort of situations where we are not used to. We might uh, venture out, but uh, a lot of us are stuck at home. So if you haven't already, I highly recommend. There's still ways to enjoy. Nothing quite like it. Okay. Let us know in the comments if you're in favor of setting the marshmallow on fire or just letting it slow roast. You'll be able to help me settle the debate with my wife. I'm not going to tell you who's on what side of it. In the meantime, I thought it'd be a great time to talk a little bit about Tanakh. So I'd like to welcome my next guest, next guest Rabbi Yaakov Trump. Rabbi Yaakov Trump, welcome to the show. How are you doing? A pleasure to be here. Love to see Rabbi Pardo. Ah. Uh, pleasure is all mine. Rabbi Trump is the senior rabbi at Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst, Yilk. He teaches Parsha at Shulamis. You, uh, you're from, I know the people get confused by the accent. He's originally from Denver, Colorado. And that's South, South Denver. <laughs> South side. He's from Joburg. He's from Joburg. Um, and he went to Neri Stroll and he went to KBY and he went a little bit to YU. Um, and now you're living comfortably in Lawrence and teaching Torah and uh, still very active uh, in the shul, even in these crazy times. I like the good Lord. <laughs> has, has the shul gotten crazier or less crazy in the... Uh... Uh, it's, that's it's not the word you'd use, but um, it's the word I'm using. Is, has it... yeah, I don't know if the word is crazy, but I think um, unpredictable in the sense that, you know, shul always centers around everybody being there. And it's this foundational way that people connect to each other. When you don't have even that, you have to rethink what community is and how community can connect people. So we've done a lot of rethinking and uh, reconnecting in a sense to make sure that the virtual community is as if not more active than the regular community. So that's been the excitement. This is not what I mainly want to talk to you about, but I am curious, what's, what's like the one, the biggest uh, one thing that you're most proud of in terms of this uh, reinventing community, rethinking community? That you guys have implemented. Lots of things. There's lots of things. It's, uh, it's, you have to it's pick a favorite, unfortunately. Uh, it's like your children. About, uh, <laughs> it is about reconnecting to people. So one, one example of something which is uh, which actually uh, we just did this last Friday is we well, we have 450 families in the shul. So it's a it's a lar- it's a large place, a lot of incredible people. And um, one of the things to do for a personal touch is to we divided it into 26 micro neighborhoods and had two leaders per micro neighborhood and put together pre-showers packet where we delivered specific, we actually delivered s'mores ingredients to everybody with our own stamps and our postcards of Bar Yochai this last Shabbos with Lagba Omer, the Shabbos announcements, the director for the Shabbos table. It was very, it was very special. Like we have a, a little cards which match the banner outside the shul. You know, we're missing you at shul. And that matches the banner which is outside of shul with the Lagba Omer thing. We said this out there the Omer calendar just a couple of weeks ago. So we were really connecting to every single person in a way that people feel connected to Shul. So this is just one, one example, it's just two days ago. That's, that's very beautiful. Uh, you know, we're, we're living in crazy times and uh, crisis opportunity, there's supposed to be the same thing in Chinese, that's what people say. I don't know if it's true, I don't speak any Chinese. We're not taking anything from China right now, so you know. I heard a great board, you wanna hear a great board from uh, Rabbi Sachs. The, the crisis opportunity thing I've been hearing for years, but he, had a, he shared a word that um, in Hebrew, disaster is shever, 
and Mashber is birthing stool. So the yeah. disaster is also the opportunity for, for birth, potential possibility. If we so choose it. That's we, true. It's, it's, all, it's, it's, it's your choice where you put the nekudot, right? So what I, speaking of nekudot <laughs> and the Hebrew language, um, what I really want to talk to you about, and I think you've really been staking your, um, your brand out in a way many, many people around the world have been listening to you through the uh, Aldaf app, the OU's Aldaf app. They're doing Daf Yomi, thank God. And many of them are choosing to do Daf Yomi and actually jump into the psukim of Tanakh with Rabbi Yaakov Trump. You actually, uh, it's not just that you've created this uh, brand about uh, Tanakh awareness, but you're also doing it all Seder Shas. So every day someone can pick up and learn a couple things that they would have, they would never have opened up the, uh, the good book. They would never have consulted what this Pasuk actually says in the, the context in the original, in Tehillim, in Hosea, wherever it is. Um, but you're giving them the opportunity to actually find out where that is. Where did that idea come from? How did you decide to do that? How, how's that going for you? It's such, a, it's such a, it's a really fascinating project. And by the way, just like on all Duff is just unbelievable. It's, and especially now when people are, are trapped in their homes and there's less opportunities, uh, all Duff is really just an incredible opportunity of people connecting and learning stuff. So it is interesting. Uh, just like, I think it was two years ago now, Moshe Schwed, who runs all Duff, um, was reaching out on LinkedIn and just talking about additional perspectives to the Duff. And uh, he, he said, he put out a post and immediately I, I, I said, well, you should know, you should connect to our, one of our uh, members who's actually now our, a resident scholar in our school, which is um, um, Dean Henry, Henry Abramson, um, for History on the Duff. And that's how History on the Duff got going. And I said, you know, look, I do, I do Nachiyomi. I do a, a parak a day. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would be interested in seeing if that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. And I remember once when I was in Yeshiva, Rabbi Moshe Stav when, uh, from Karen Biavne said, said, he was talking about the importance of learning Tanakh, and the Gemara says that if you learn Talmud, you get the schar of Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud. It's all, it's all incorporated. Um, and the, uh, Rav Stav used to say that's, that's true if you're, learning, if you're learning the Gemara in the way that when the, the Shach said that on Shulchan Aruch, that he was learning it, which means that he, when you open up the Gemara and you see a Pasuk in Eel, you automatically know what that Pasuk means, you know the context, you know the background. But today, I think most people only know only know the psukim through the Gemara itself, meaning to say only in the very specific perspective the Gemara has them, without the context of what the story was, if it's a narrative, or the background to it, even if it isn't a narrative necessarily. As many, many examples, Eov is usually quoted completely out of context as an example. I'm learning Eov right now. And the psukim are taken in a very positive way when oftentimes Eov is using it rhetorically or ironically. And so there's, there's a great amount of value in, to, in investing in it. I believe that Tanakh contains over six, uh, the Gomorrah contains over 6,000 psukim, so um, unique psukim, which means to say, I believe that is um, either a third or a quarter of all psukim in Tanakh, which means to say there's a significant amount that we, uh, that, that we can be learning and appreciating if we do it properly. So, so that, I mean, that, that is fascinating. That is a... Um, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, not a tidal wave shift, but it used to be that you had to, you can't just, learning, can't just start learning Shas. Like, who are you? Do you, you don't know Tanakh, my heart? Get out of here. But uh, you know, starting that thing with Rabinu Tam, this uh, idea that if we start with Shas, then we'll learn the rest of Tanakh. So you're, you're really transforming it. But even before that, how did you get into, how did you position yourself that you got so into Tanakh in the first place? You were doing the Nachyomi, you have an app. 
Um, you have a website, you have people can listen, you have a podcast, they can learn Tanakh with you. How did you start with Tanakh? Uh, you know, it's been a journey for me. And uh, personally, when I was in Yeshiva, I started learning it in Kerem Yavne, and it was fascinating. Uh, Aaron Rivlin was a mashkech, really was a, such a fascinating force. He, he writes on Tanakh incredibly. He wrote to Sefer on Yonah, on Megillas Esther, really just a tremendous teacher, and he used to bring it alive. When I went to YU and I spent a lot of time there, um, Rabbi Chaim Angel was, was one of my teachers. I remember actually, because he was so popular, you could only get into his, his, his shirim, his classes, if you were a senior, because you had enough credits. I remember I was in the cafeteria, and somebody said, you know, there's two spots in Rabbi Angel's Tehillim, which just opened. I remember running across Amsterdam Avenue to the registrar, and those are the day, to, just to get those two spots. And I managed to get into Tehillim, and from then onwards, I went through all his courses, and um, I ordered to Beyond. When I was in Smecha, I used to order and go to his shirim, and he really opened up my interest in Tanakh, and I started teaching. When I was in Chicago, I spent, I spent a few years teaching. Now it's been my 10th year cycle of teaching Tanakh in depth. We're now in Melachim. And, um, and along the way, about two, three years ago, um, I, was, uh, I, I decided to do a cycle, a WhatsApp group cycle in Chavetz Chaim, um, Hilchos, Hilchos Shmira Salashan. And I had like 80 people on, on WhatsApp who were doing this daily, and it you know, took the, the, um, the four months that it took. And after that, I said to the group, like, what do you want to do? Like, I presented them a few options, you know, Derech Hashem, Nach. And everybody said, no, we really got to do, we really got to do Nach. So I said, okay, let's, let's try that. It's a big ask. You know, it's like a, it's a, significant, it's a significant step for five days a week for the 742 Prokim of Nach. Five days a week takes you just over three years, just to understand the, the math over here. So it's not like a small, a small thing. But you know what? I always figured, I'm, I'm going to get up to Shemaim. And I'm going to say, and Akash Baruch is going to say, so did you read my book? And I'll say, you know, I read a number of Hasidish Pshatlach along the way, and I, you know, some wonderful articles, which were fantastic at the Shabbos table. You know, and, and, and the question will be, did you read my book? Like, how, how could it be that we can, we can get to the end of our lives without having read Akash Baruch's book? How, how could it be? And there's so many people who get through their lives without ever having, having spent any significant time thinking about the Dvar Hashem, about Nevoah. Right, we don't have any Nevoah anymore, so let's take, let's take it seriously. That we're, that let's take the only 24 books we have left of it and make sure we understand what was, what's really going on. So that's that, that, it's an attempt to, re, in a certain sense, re-educate myself to the lack of education which most of us find ourselves in today going through our yeshiva system. And uh, the, that context is kind of interesting to me. I, I learned in the Gush, and the, in the, you know, there is a, a very heavy emphasis on Tanakh learning. And I see the, the Gush Herzog world, um, uh, Rav Royer, Rav Yolbanun, and uh, every, people love Rabbi Menachem Liebtag, um, the Talmud of uh, Rav Yolbanun. So that, that's like a whole, like a corner of the, of the, of the Tanakh world-based measures that you don't actually fit into. So in my mind, um, learning Tanakh, as you pointed out, is like not so yeshivish. It fell out of the curriculum for several centuries. <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't emphasized uh, in in the world that I live in. It was brought back in part of part of the Yishuka Aretz and uh, coming back to Israel. And I'm like, oh my God. I learned in Shas one time that this is the spot where David and Melech, oh, it's not actually in Shas, it was actually in Tanakh. Oh, let's open up a Tanakh and figure that out. And part of the, part of the return to Israel inspired this, um, let's, take, let's look back at Tanakh in a more serious way. But that's, that's not the world that you're, you're coming out of. And I'm curious where, like, who your influences are and uh, where you fit into that, that, bigger, that bigger world. Yeah, sure. No, you're right. So, I mean, I, I don't come from the Gush world necessarily. Although most of, most of our friends from high school went to Gush. Um, and, uh, but I, I, think, I think I came to it in a, in a, in a similar kind of way. 
um, I was, uh, as you said, the first, the first time I came to Eretz Yisrael when I was in um, 11th grade, the first stop we did from the airport after a very exhausting flight on Amad Shabbos was to, to the hill where David Melech um, overlooked the valley where he fought um, Goliath. And I remember just like thinking like, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy, as you said. Like here is the closest I've ever come to identity, to history, to who I, who I am. Forget, forget anything else. Is, is understanding that. And that had a very big impression on me. And since, since I went to, to Karambiavne, in Karambiavne, they took us in Tehillim all the time and became alive. And I think that the more I, I learn Nach, the more I realize that the, exactly what the Gemara Megillah says, which is that only the Nevoas which, which were relevant for all times are written down, which means every single Pasuk, every single Perik, every single, single perspective has something to do with us. So in terms of my own, I think I, in a certain similar way, but not, not necessarily the academic perspective, of Machon Herzog, but let's say, um, uh, as I mentioned, Rav Rivlin, Rav Angel, Rav Foreman, people, people like that along the way who've really influenced me through uh, through this. I believe that there's a lot of there's a lot of shareholders. All of us have a perspective in understanding Tanakh, and I don't think it's necessarily one camp which holds the which holds the the, the, the copyrights on it. Um, but there's there's so much, which means to say, whether it be an Idrashic or philosophic or Hasidish or Kabbalistic or academic or historical or archaeological. They're, they're, these are all multiple layers, and I think that all of them enrich. I, I enjoy I, I, wading into all of them within the within the framework of uh, of uh, hashkafic acceptability. That said, do you think that uh, Tanakh is making a resurgence in in the more yeshivish world? I'm so I'm not particularly in the more yeshivish world myself, so I don't really know. But I do, I do, I I do, uh, I, uh, I, I do right? and more and more people are. Uh, I do think that more and more people um, are understanding, are caring, and are are really, in a certain sense, being reinvigorated by this. I, I have, you know, I've, I have hundreds of people who are following me on a daily basis, and uh, oh, well over fifteen hundred are using the app right now, and um, and it's it's incredible from all walks of life, from all countries of the world, and you really see this, this fascination about about and, and and rightfully so about reconnecting to Tanakh. Uh, I just downloaded it, by the way, I'm one of the 1500, so we'll... Uh, <laughs> Version 2.0 is about to come out. So we're, we're, we're about to, to, to launch... Don't tell me that, now I'm, I'm going to delete it and wait till, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you're, on the, you're in the right place. All, all kinds of exciting things. So just also like, so I'm now inputting quizzes as well, um, and uh, extras page with more facilities to connect to other speakers as well on it, so it's not just me. Um, maps, uh, p- perspectives, articles, videos, so all kinds of things to, to, to deepen the perspective into Tanakh as well. And the great thing is, is that, um, is that the old Daf did this, but I, I did this before old Daf actually came out on this, is that you can recreate your own schedule, which means to say that, you know, there is the, the OU has an incredible Nachiani schedule seven days a week, nine to nine has its own schedule five days a week, but I created the app in a way that you can do five days or seven days and you can start wherever you want, whenever you want. So if I wanted to start Shmuel Bays today, boom, I set my own schedule, I get notifications from now onwards. So it's fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, so some, someone is listening to this and they're saying, uh, I, I want that. But I've never opened uh, Tanakh before. Chumash, uh, yes, but uh, Tanakh I've never opened. Uh, where do they, what do you recommend? How do they start? Uh, there's so many ways of starting. I would say, first of all, I mean, the OU has so many incredible Nachiyami programs going on. Um, Rabbi Rosner, now the Women's Initiative in Tanakh, which is, which is on the news cycle. There's so many Mecha, right. There's so, so, it's incredible stuff going on. OU has a huge amount. Um, I believe that Torah Anytime has a, has a Nachiyami as well. 
Um, my app is free and uh, it is 10 minutes a day and you can set your own schedule. There's so many different ways of connecting. Well, I do want to want to add one, one thing. I remember when I was starting to, 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 to teach Shoftim, this is like 10 years ago, I called up one of my, my teachers who I have tremendous respect for, about Chaim Angel, and I said to him, like, what's the quick route? You know, like, what's the, like, the go-to book or, or, or tool that I could just like, you know? And he said, just got to learn it. Just got to read it. <laughs> I think sometimes we want the answer so much that we try to find shortcuts. And, and I think that we don't give ourselves the respect to believe that if we open up and read it, and, and certainly with the narrative parts, the Nevi'im Rishonim, which are much easier to access, we have incredible insight into those Nevi'im as well. Open up and just, just think about it. And then write down, go through a parent and write down what are the top five questions. And I guarantee if you're on the right route, at least four of the five will be addressed by them for sure. Try to get the, the perspective of the story rather than the granular passage by passage, letter by letter, and getting a sense of the cadence of what's going on. Wonderful advice. So uh, people want to find you online. They, what's, uh, what's, we know about the app. The app is available in the, in the Apple Store and in the Play Store. But uh, if through a browser, how can they find you? Uh, easy. There's a lot, a lot of ways. One is, is nachnook.com. That's, that's one of my, 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 my uh, um, platforms. So nachnook.com is, is one of mine. And then on YU Torah, on um, Torah Anytime. So we have a, and looking forward to connecting through Apple Podcasts. Um, we're all we're all all in the same way, and we're we're connecting. I think it's about creating a community of conversation about this, rather than individuals succeeding by themselves. But Rabbi Trump, thank you so much for joining us. Rabbi Parda, a pleasure as always. Keep shouting the lights. Talk to you soon. Wow, that was a lot of food for thought, and we should all be focusing a little bit more on some of the uh, some of the good works in the good book. Uh, great opportunities coming up this Shavuot. And live one is also time to learn. One thing, a lot of you wonder whether I actually listen to feedback that I get. Um, we send to OU live at OU.org. I have to admit, I'm a sinner. I'm going to start. Taking care of business properly and cupping French cups. So. Thanks for the feedback, and I apologize to everybody who had to suffer through that monstrosity. In the meantime, have a terrific one. Send in pictures of your half-shaven beards and enjoy yourselves. I'm Rabbi David Pardo signing off.